broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. From the Summer Skate Studios, behind the mask hockey shops, present College Hockey Southwest Live for December 19th, 2021. Tonight's scheduled guest, Colorado College assistant coach Peter Menino. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, dine-in, take-out, or catering your next event. We're at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, and now at all Allegiant Stadium events as well. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. By Boost Mobile. With Boost Mobile, you always get plans and phones that fit your needs. And by Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito, Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask. It's a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans. This indeed is College Hockey Southwest Live. It's our reaction show. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from beautiful Denver, Colorado, where it was a balmy 60 degrees and sunny today without a breeze. Uh, my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you tonight? Um, it was not 60 and sunny <laughs> with no breeze. Oh, was there a red carpet? No, they don't roll those out for me. They roll those out for you. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it's a tough start, Paul. It's a really hard day-to-day for, for Arizona hockey. Um, yeah, that's what I heard. As, as most have probably heard by now, um, we lost uh, a young icon, if you can call him that, 34 years old. Matt Schott passed away today after a battle with cancer. And um, you, you know what that's like personally. I and do. I know every time this comes up, it, it sticks It sticks a nerve um, with you as well. And yep. uh, so I just want to take a couple of minutes. I, I want to start the show out with it because two reasons. First of all, I, Matt deserves it. I'll tell you a quick story in a minute. Um, but secondly is the way he loved the game of hockey is he, he always wanted it to go on. Last night I know his Kachinas played a game and they wanted to play for him and he said, stop it, play for yourselves. Nobody plays for me. They play for themselves and go win a hockey game. Um, just a few hours before he passed away. So that was the kind of kid he was. Um, I call him a kid. I mean, he's 30, he was 34 years old, but uh, to everybody that knows him, he was a kid at heart. I mean, he, he would joke with everybody. He would, he, he would uh, be, he'd be on the ice and playing around. And, and you always thought he had a big kid in your hands. And that's the love of the game is for um, quick story. The first time I met Matt uh, hockey related was about seven years ago. I just started this company and uh, I went to meet with Lindsay Ellis and, uh, of course, the uh, head coach of the ASU women's team. And we were talking and um, and I said, you know, tell me about your program. She said, no, I want you to meet somebody and, and have him tell you about it. And I said, OK. So she led me to Matt Schott. 
And uh, I swear, before he even got a word spoken, uh, you could hear his love for not only hockey, but Arizona hockey and how, how much he was thrilled that Arizona State was getting a women's program. And uh, he went on from there to work for the Coyotes. He went on to, uh, w- along with Lindsey Fry, uh, start the uh, Kachinas program, which was flourishing in Arizona. It was uh, – um, <laughs> I. I just don't know where to go from here. It's really, it's really tough. It's a hard thing for anybody in the hockey world, anybody that's been dealt a blow with cancer, which I'm sure is nearly everybody in in America and the world. It seems probably. that way, doesn't it? It certainly does. So, uh, it's a it's a very tough way. But like I said, I know uh, Matt would say, "Go on with the show, talk hockey. That's what it's about. Grow this game, make this game better." So, um, if it's okay with you, that's where I'm going to leave it. And we're going to jump cool. in and uh, and bring on our guest right off the get-go because uh, there's nobody that embodies impassion and impassions the game of hockey more than Peter Menino. So let's not wait any longer, Paul. Can we just bring the assistant coach from Colorado College on? That's fine with me. I, if he's if he's ready, I mean. <laughs> um, he's always ready. Trust me. He's always ready. Uh, Peter. Okay. Scott and Paul with you tonight. First of all, thanks for coming on. Uh, I got some questions for you right off the get-go, but how are you? I'm doing good, guys. Just a nice day here to uh, hit refresh (laughs) after the weekend. You know, you go to battle twice, and then you get some good family time today. So I'm doing good. How are you guys? Well, we definitely appreciate you taking the time to join us. I'm going to let Paul jump in this first, but um, first of all, Congratulations on a win because I know it was huge for your program and huge for you. And, and I know uh, you and Stewie did a, did a fantastic job on the bench. I kept pretty close tabs on you guys, if you don't mind. I was uh, right above your head. so <laughs> <laughs> we, You can't hide when you're on the bench. So, no, it's all good. <laughs> exactly. So, congratulations on that. And, hey, you know what? That sweater vest was really good. That was really classy. And that had yeah. to come from Dan Muse. Am I right? <laughs> no, no, Musi. Uh, that's funny you say that. He's a, he's always like, how do you know? He would get a little uh, intimidated or whatever. He's like, oh, what should I wear? I kind of, <laughs> I introduced him to Lululemon. You know, it was like a big deal. But uh, it's, uh, it was a full sweater, kept me nice and warm. Oh, I, nice. I told, I told the boys right when we walked in before we went on the ice. I said. Yes, I got a sweater look on tonight. It's Christmas festive. Stewie had a little bit of a wool, you know, suit on. I go, and and that's festive. And Stewie goes right away. He looks at all the guys. He goes, it looks like a, what did he say? He goes, it's a, it's a horse's blanket. Looks like a horse's blanket, boys. And the boys had a giggle and off we went. So did he really say coach? Did he really say blanket? Come on. He said, no, he said like a. (laughs) Coaches, uh, horse or something. It was so funny, and okay. the boys, we we went in with a plan to just give it a little bit of a let's let's laugh because we're gonna enjoy this game, and it was fun. The guys kind of uh, had a good chuckle. So, okay, Peter, let me let me uh, preface things. I don't know if you know, but my co-host lives out on Long Island, New York, but he is an ASU alum. And, and a diehard alum, but he uh, he will put his allegiances away just like you have to with uh, with <laughs> DU yeah. when uh, when games are played. But uh, we absolutely love covering college hockey, and it was such a fantastic thing for us this year to not only add Denver Air Force but Colorado College to uh, to our coverage area. And I just want to personally thank you guys for the way you've opened your arms to us because uh, every time I come, I, I get whatever I want. Jerry's fantastic. I, I know you call him dead weight, and you, you kind of push him aside a little bit sometimes, but he's good, isn't he? 
He is good. Yeah. And he, he, uh, (laughs) (laughs) he wears it. Uh, he's been through it. You know, there's a lot of passion there for the school and the hockey program. So Jerry's awesome. We can't thank you enough for the coverage and, uh, you know, following the program and stuff. Well, coach, before we even get into the hockey, um, uh, how many, did you get to go into the building before it was done? Yeah. So this summer when we came in, it was very raw. You know, there's still, we, we got our own personal uh, labeled hard hats and we got to walk around and I, I tell everybody when I walk through, when I walk them up the main staircase, I'm like, we, we weren't even able, able to go up that, those stairs. We were going through the garage staircase and there was wood everywhere, you know, things, the, the ice, they were still laying the cement. So we still saw in a very, very raw stage. And it was really cool to see week by week how quickly things got done and accomplished, you know. So it was uh, it was neat. And I, I think we're really fortunate for that, to see it in the raw stages because you just appreciate it more, uh, how much work was put behind it and how many details were put into the building. How much time, how much time was there between maybe the last time you went in um, – with you and just your fellow coaches and that first time you guys went in with the players, how much like of an elapsed time was there? So how much of it was a surprise to even you? Not too much. Cause we were in there. We, we had some, we were recruiting right away. You know, we had a of lot course. of, yeah, we had a lot of recruits. So they put a hard hat on their parents would, they put the, the work vest on and we would show them the, the vision of how close it was and where things were and, you know, hey, the ice is going to look so nice, you know, and, and, and like we just had a, a recent commit come back with his dad and he, he was able to watch the game this weekend. He was walking around with a hard hat and everything. And he's like, wow, this just turned out unbelievable. So we were frequent uh, Mayo a ton, obviously, just trying to get right. the right finishes and all that stuff. And then we went in two, three hours before we did a little surprise for the guys. And uh, Mayo, Stu, and I, and and mostly Stu and I were running around, moving stuff, carrying things because it was like, let's put it this way, let's put it this way. And you should have seen Stewie carrying these, uh, (laughs) they're these like end tables, but they're trunk, they're tree trunks that are caught and they're finished. They're beautiful. (laughs) He was put, he was, he was like deadlifting them and carrying them down the hallway. I'm like, Stu, oh my gosh, you're going to pull your back out. It was so funny. So, but, uh, you know, it, it was right down to the hour, just like anything, right? Just down to right. the hour for the surprise. So it was cool, really cool. Okay, time time to get on the ice here and uh, and talk about it. Uh, Paul Paul gives me a bad time, uh, Peter, because he says I'm the number one cheerleader for Colorado college hockey. And uh, I, I'm going to tell you right off the get go. The first time that I met um, Coach Mayotte, uh, I think I told you this story when I met. Uh, I got done with the interview and I said. Okay, where's the where's the letter of intent? Uh, I'm going back 30 years. I'm ready to play for you right now, buddy. And uh, every time we have a conversation, it's the same way. So, but before we jump on the ice, actually talking about this incredible season you guys are having because it is, it really is. I know it doesn't show in the win loss column, but um, when we get digging into this, we'll tell you why it is. But um, every time you guys have a meeting, is it the same way? Is is man got you guys ready to run through the wall? Yeah, absolutely. Just I've known him for a long time um, <clears throat> from playing days. Uh, we he was a year a year older. Uh, we we just you know overlapped through through junior hockey. Uh, never overlapped in college. He was East. I, obviously, I was West. We didn't have an overlap in that situation. But then in pro, we did. 
uh, in Bridgeport. So we spent, uh, I think it was like a week or so and we got to hang out. It was pretty cool. Cause you know how things come full circle. <laughs> right. And then, and then, uh, and then we both uh, went into this crazy world of coaching and, you know, we, we worked a lot, uh, together. Like I was in the USHL when he was at Providence, he was recruiting about a lot of our guys. And then when I went to college, we were, we were going toe to toe, you know, recruiting guys. And so I just, I know uh, how smart he is. He, he we're, we're considered, I guess, considered young and in, in the industry and and his passion, um, uh, just his connection to like, we, we really just look at ourselves as just a genuine uh, staff. Like, this is what we are. This is what we have. And if the connection's there, it fits. So yeah, he's, um, everything you see when he's doing interviews, uh, you know, uh, camera stuff, that's him in the room. Like that's how he is. It's, it's, it's consistent and, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, uh, to be with him and, and to be a part of this journey. All right. We're going to quit bragging on Mayotte. It's time to talk about you. You got the win, uh, in this split with the, with Arizona state, uh, Friday night, five, two is a score. It definitely was not five, two. It was three, two, uh, with like less than a minute to go. They get a couple of empty netters cause you were pushing hard to try to get that game tied. Uh, and Saturday night you came back and, uh, yeah, Peter all day today, a couple of words have stuck in my head since I, I interviewed you last night. And, and you said advancing pucks. And, you know, I, I kept thinking about it. I'm driving up here to Denver today, and I'm thinking, advancing pucks. Why doesn't everybody just go and advance pucks? Yeah. Well, it's too bad you you left the Springs and you had to go to Denver because we know the Springs <laughs> is so much better. Pioneers. Um, pioneers, yeah. come on now. <laughs> that's, that's too bad. That's too bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I told you. I, I'm moving to Castle Pines, oh so I'm going to be somewhat in between. Is that okay? <laughs> that's fair. That's fair, yeah. I'm north, so I get it. You know, we have, oh. we got to find our spots. <laughs> So, um, yeah, you, you, as a coach, the things you learn and you look, you think back on when you played and you're like triggers, little statements, little ways of f- finding the majority of the group to understand and somehow help process things in the moment. Cause it's the fastest game and the decision-making is so quick. As you guys know, you're going to get laid out. If you're, it, it, you could get laid out and you're turning a puck over you know, you're getting beat to the, you're getting beat to the puck, little things like that is so fast. That's why it's such an amazing sport. So our job is to somehow try and get into that brain using different words. Uh, We've been using play fast. We've been saying go North. And then it just, it was something else that I've I've used in the past. And I was like, let's advance zone by zone. And how do we do that? Because really the only thing we felt that they had on us was when we turned pucks over. There was a, a Friday, they established a couple of nice four checks. They caught us on the breakouts. But really, majority of it was when we just turned pucks over. We handed it to them, the third goal. We handed those, you know, those power play turnovers that ended up in the back of the net, shorthanded goals for them. We handed them their opportunities, and they cashed in. ton of credit to them. They were ready. They jump on those situations. But for us, we were going to frustrate them by trying to be really smart and just, like you said, advance pucks in the right direction. And if we got it deep into their zone, we would get the offensive time. And they did a really nice job on Saturday. Coach, it was, it was, it, it, it really just seemed like two different games. Um, and, and I don't know who did what differently. It seemed like the Friday game was much more up and down than Saturday. Uh, it seemed like on Saturday, things were much more to the outside and, and, and slowed down a little bit. Um, 
was there anything done or just it, it just was or for at least from the screen that i was looking at that's yeah. the way it looked did i did i am i missing anything there no um you know we we took a deep dive into asu going into the weekend uh, you know they came with exactly what we saw the team uh, has some really nice skill uh, we, we we use the word transition right they, they want to get the puck right. they want to go they want to get four guys up on the rush they want to be in your face quick plays they throw pucks around all over the ozone they we, we call them whips uh whatever there's different terms but they just throw right. pucks and they, and they look to beat you to the net they just look to be fast in those areas and connect and uh that goal that got called back on friday we showed an exact same clip that they scored on in Clarkson with just the exact same area off the wall, off the pad, and then they beat together in that. And it was a clear, we were talking about this quite a bit. And if you look at their last six, seven games, they've had 30, 30, uh, if I were to bad at math, but somewhere around 34 plus shots per game. They're just an active shooting team and they like to transition and get shots off the rush and crash for rebounds. They do a lot of point shots too. You saw that in a lot in the game. And uh, we talked about it. We went through it. We will go over this. I'm sure our, our Fridays have been inconsistent. We had a tough and consistent week when it came to illness and bodies in practice, um, which you just never know how that plays a factor. Cause do we just have to get going and then learn on Friday? That's what we've had to, had to do here a little bit over the last three, four weekends, which is frustrating, but just as long as we're learning, you know, and we showed it back. We talked about it again, said, hey, the pre-scout showed this. We, we, we gave them pucks. Again, two of the three goals, turnover on the power play, a turnover on the wall right in the slot. Two of their three goals we handed. We, we felt like right. we handed to them. Now, they had a lot of other chances, but so did we. A two-on-o, oh, uh, we hit the post off the wall on Pro Cop. That's the game of hockey. But if we can limit those, those puck uh, decisions that turned on us, which we did on Saturday, and and the credit goes to the guys. They were they played a poised, smarter, patient game, and that's what you saw. It was kind of like a hey, we we had a hit check, and, you know, we we got ourselves in check there from Friday night. We we always watched on Saturday, we relived it, and then we got right to our game plan. So um, I was proud of them, and like I said after the week, they showed a lot of energy. Our third period, we had energy. We were going and. That's a lot of credit to the to the guys in the room. Now, Peter Peter Paul told me on that uh, that third period, he said um, it looks like it, like ASU doesn't want this game. And I said I, I think it's just the opposite. I think uh, they're playing like they had the lead, and and there was no sense of desperation. And you guys, but now that I think about it, I think maybe you guys took that desperation away from them by by not letting them have opportunities. Yeah, and that's the, that's the name of the game. I mean, they got a five-minute power play credit you know, to all of our penalty killers. They were really good this weekend. We didn't give up a power play goal uh, against. So uh, that's huge. That's like playoff mentality hockey. Special teams are massive, especially when you give up two on your own power play. Like you have to keep it even. you know. And like you guys said, it was 3-2. McCowan had that really nice chance right at the end, kind of went – their D dropped down to a knee, just missed that far post. He had another one tight. I mean, we we really had belief that we could come back, even in an inconsistent uh, Friday game. It was back and forth. So, like you guys said, we went into Saturday, and it was just um, 
it was just a just a more you know well put together effort from the guys and uh, those momentum shifts like you're kind of touching on are crucial they take life away and that's kind of what we said take life away with really good special teams we emphasize hitting like we wanted hits to be a a a, a factor and and not just like a number on the score sheet oh you got four hits tonight no Logan will put that kid through the boards, like the, 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 you know, and but that <laughs> open was the sick. door. <laughs> he, he opened the door, but I mean, the crowd could feel it. I mean, that kid was he was feeling it, and that's what I said. I go, and, and Cam Davidson, our strength conditioning coach, who a lot of credit to him with all of our endurance and our strength conditioning. He had mentioned that earlier, and, and it, a couple of things like that line changes in his body, and you take that and you bring it to the guys, and you say, hey, when you finish a check. That kid is going to feel it. He's going to go back to the bench. And the next time he's on the ice, he's going to think about it. And I really thought that that factor there are short changes, things like that. Um, like you guys said, wore them down. And last thing I'm talking a lot, but we said in the room before we went out in the third, it was a 0-0 game. And we needed to win a period to win a game. And that was our mentality. I, I felt like they showed that. You know what I mean? It was like we were hungry, yeah, hungry to win too. a period. Yeah, so – the guys felt they, they responded to that really nice. Well, I, I thought the key to the whole thing was uh, after ASU gets the, the shorthanded goal, you know, a minute into the game, uh, it didn't take you guys very long to, to, to uh, you know, to, to put one in the back of the ASU net. And, and, I, and I thought that was the key to the game because I think everything changed right after that. Yeah, totally. Um, because the same thing happened Friday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which yeah. is weird, by the way. It doesn't that doesn't super, happen that often. Super weird. Yeah, it, it really does. And I didn't even look. I looked over at Bush. <laughs> I looked at Bush here. <laughs> I looked at Bush here. <laughs> our our trainer is next to me, and I, I just I looked right at him when right when they were going to push the turnover at our blue line. I looked over at him. I said, "Here we go again." And then I just waited. And then I heard, <laughs> I heard the thing and I go, well, we got to coach this up. You know, we got to get this going. So, um, but we, we use the word resilient a lot. Like that's a, that's a identity term for our team. You guys have seen it. We've been in every game and we're, we're a resilient group. We will never break. We'll bend. We'll keep coming back at you. You know, even in games where these Fridays are tough starts. I mean, we're right there. We're right there till the end. We take that really, really, uh, uh, we have a lot of pride in that. And, that's our guys, you know, 100% all the way up and down the lineup. Hawk, her uh, sick all week, comes in Saturday, and he made a major impact. He was outstanding. And um, they score that same goal, and sure enough, we go right back. We charge. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people would say, oh, a tough first period. I was like, I really didn't think it was a tough first period. We battled. We evened that up 1-1. We outshot them 10-9. And uh, we did our job to establish, hey, we're not going away, and we're ready to come back in a second and come after you guys. So, I was pro- again, I continue to say, like, the group of guys have to do it. You know, everybody has to do it together, and, and that was a, a big moment to come right back and get that goal. Coach, you guys uh, took over basically a, a new roster. I mean, you guys, there's about a dozen new players on this roster and a lot of young players on this roster. Yeah. Uh, in your time in hockey, have you seen a young team like this? Uh, even if you're not getting the wins, you're in a battle like this and be in every game and and and, and throw away what it might have happened the night before on a regular basis like this. Yeah, um, you know, anytime you come into 
uh, I guess you'd say like a, you can use many different terms, reset, mm -hmm. rebuild, um, you know, redesign culture, just reestablishment. Uh, Coach Mayotte, I mean, he's been there from Union, uh, Providence, just, just his background, you know, knowing where and going into programs and having that, that base layer build up, you know, and establishing the winning culture. And that's details, that's routine, that's structure, that's a mindset. You know, everything that you do on every day will lead to the overall picture. And you guys said it like this year is that year where we're building that, that base. And um, everyone in the country has, you know, sophomore juniors and seniors that have been doing the, the, this, this, uh, this mindset, the stuff I just said with that staff. I mean, pending a couple uh, schools that have new coaches. Um, we're doing things like the way Mayotte and our staff has gone through it. It's a completely different system change. It's, you know, everything is different. There might be some similarities in certain things because hockey has a lot of that, but this is brand new to them. So we're, we're teaching every one of them, every one of them. And it's a constant thing. And, um, you know, some of these guys have habits that they've had for, multiple years and it doesn't take three to four months to break them it takes a while you know it takes a while to build these good developed habits and they're doing that these guys are doing that they're putting in the work they're listening they're wanting more and it, it's been an unbelievable fresh start and if if that wasn't the case we would be out of games we would be struggling um you wouldn't see that compete like everybody does and what we see too so Every day you go to work, you know that these guys are going to come uh, ready to lay it on the line and push to get better. Even on off days and off practices, they have a lot of uh, honesty. So it's been awesome. Peter, a couple things that, that I heard in the press box were a lot of people were saying like, hey, do you realize how old Arizona State is? Uh, boy, they got old guys. They got guys that, that are five-year seniors, and they've got real seniors, and we just don't have that. So, you know, we're just hanging with them, and we're really young. And I know you guys will never use that as an excuse, but but it really is fact. So that's point number one. Uh, point number two is, and, and Paul and I have had this discussion on the podcast for a couple of weeks now, Arizona State, not in a conference. And a lot of times you look at that and you go, oh, that's cool. We can schedule whenever we want. We can yeah. bring teams to Arizona State. We can play out a conference. But here's the bad part, and I think it's starting to to maybe feel it a little bit at Arizona State, is um, it, without being in a conference, if you're getting to the national tournament, you got to get low inside that pairwise. Yeah. And you got to really focus along the way. Um, it's different for, for Colorado College because you're in the NCHC, and no matter what your record says on, uh, let's see, March 5th, you're still going to play in a, in a, uh, a series, a play-in series. Yeah. And if you get hot, there's nobody that can tell you that you can't go to the Frozen Four. Uh, at Arizona State, um, a couple, uh, I, th I say two or three more losses, and there's no way they can get in. So I'm just curious, as a former player and a coach now, um, morale-wise, and I know you can't speak for them, but you can speak for your own guys, you can keep your guys pretty much fired up all season long, no matter what the record is, because they always have that conference tournament to play in, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to the first point, yes, uh, big sophomore group, pretty good-sized freshman group, Um there's a good good youth movement there uh, compared to, I mean, even Duluth and St. Cloud. I, I think they had like two or three 
what would you say, like undergraduates, so freshmen, sophomore guys in their right. lineup. Yep. Everybody else, juniors, uh, seniors, fifth year, fifth year seniors or grad transfers. And I know ASU dipped into that pool with some of those uh, transfers as of recent, uh, Doogie, uh, Theo Chartis, and uh, Becker, and that stuff. And everybody else has a, everybody everybody has a board you know, a board of a depth chart and things that they have to go through. So they felt that they, uh, they added some of that uh, maturity and um, we're obviously not in that place. You know, we have kind of the flip side of it, which is, uh, which is young. And we still have some nice older, older leadership. Hawk and Euner have been around. So that's been really nice. There's been some good balance, but there's been a lot of, uh, we look at it as a lot of upside with a younger group like that. Um, And when it comes to, like you guys said, with, with being in the NCHC, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to work in the NCHC. Uh, it's a privilege to play and earn uh, an opportunity to play in the NCHC. When when I played, it was the same. It just was named the WCHA, you know, and uh, you're playing the best. I mean, we went from number one in the nation to, I think Duluth was what, uh, three or four, whatever it was that next weekend. It was just, right. it's just it, but, <laughs> oh, but it's a that, gauntlet. Yeah, it's a gauntlet. <laughs> it, 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 but what else do you want? You know, like this is where I've worked when it comes to college. I've been in the NCHC. This is my third year. Like I, I couldn't, and I say this, you hate saying it on record or whatever, but like I just never see myself anywhere because I love this conference. It's every weekend we have top four in the top 10 you just you're going up against the best so when you get players and they come here you know they're going to be players they want that challenge they want to go against the best that's the only way to get to that level is accept that challenge be ready for that challenge and when you do play you know out of conference teams or asu that's a team that's you know figuring out where where their next chapter is like it's all the same. Like you don't take a dip because you know how important the tournament is, but you know, you always have that chance because you're in such a prestigious conference. So it's a lot of fun. Like we love it because to sit there and say, Oh, we're playing the number one team in the country, the number three team, whatever it might be. I mean, it's, it's something that uh, uh, not everybody can say every other, you know, every weekend. So we're very fortunate for it. And I know our guys are, it's just a, it's really fun. So and in ASU, you know, they'll go through, um, you know, their their journey here and figure out what's next for them. Those guys have been long and hard at this um, this growth and this this new uh, um, Division One. I, I mean, it's not new anymore, but they they were been it's still new. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Still, I mean, you listen. We're talking about, you know, when when we're talking about being compared to uh, a school that went eighty three years without a nothing nothing tie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, seven years is nothing, right? Yeah. Oh, he had to bring um, that up, didn't he, Peter? He had to yeah. bring that up. Well, no, no, it's 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 truth. There's there's truth. I mean, we're that's what makes you know playing and working at CC special because of the history, and they're making history every day. You know, and they're forming these draft picks, guys that sign for the first time. Like that's pretty special. So they're they're in a really cool place, um, and they're doing a really good job. So it's. Um, like I said, everybody has a, a different board to look at, and then they have a different uh, challenge to look at. Whatever conference, whatever school, you know, it's all different. And I, I always say, you know, everybody has their their own challenges and their own their own uh, pros along the way when it comes to college jobs. I mean, coach. I mean, just based on, just to, you know, to t- a take off on what you say. I, you know, I, I played roller hockey in high school. That's as far as I got. Um, when, when you're a top level athlete. 
like you were and, and, and you're dealing with now, I mean, you want to play those guys every week, don't you? I mean, if you don't, then find something else to do, right? A hundred percent. We we want guys that want to be in the NCHC. We want guys that want to play play top, you know, top sixteen teams, and and we want guys that have the mindset that are we're here to win a national championship. You know, that's very clear. Like we're here to win championships. That's why you play the sport is you want to be a winner, and and then we just have to describe and push everything that it takes to get there. You know, so that's a hundred percent the mindset is you want that you're ready for it and you'll do anything to get those opportunities. Okay. So, so tell me this. Um, and I hope you got a little more time because we got maybe 15 more minutes with you. If you're good on that. <laughs> we're, we're good. We're good. You're not I'll, going to Breckenridge yet, are you? <laughs> no, no, no. I, uh, I'll pour my wife another glass of wine after she puts the kid to bed, uh, the kids to bed. So she'll be happy. We're good. Uh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> so good. I, I'm looking down your schedule now and, uh, January 7th, you, you travel to Miami. Um, Miami is a different hockey team. Uh, at Steve KB Arena than they are everywhere else, I think. So you got that ahead of you. Um, uh, how are you going to use this uh, this time off to, to recharge your own batteries, recharge your players' batteries, and then get ready to go to Miami? Because it's going to be a big series. You guys go in there and sweep, and all of a sudden, look out. Things are turning a little bit. Yeah, uh, I was very fortunate to be there for a year. It's a <laughs> – I'll always remember when that – uh, decision was coming and my wife and I were learning about Oxford, <laughs> Oxford, Ohio, right? The size of it and the whole thing. And, <laughs> and uh, people would say it's a special spot. It's a special spot. And we were like, yeah, it's small. Like we get it. And, and, and when we, <laughs> when we went there, uh, like we lived in Chicago downtown, my wife's from Illinois. That was a, <laughs> that was a change, you know, you know, <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> this was, this was a big one. And, and I was at Omaha. It was a big, really big decision, but it was a, a family decision. My father was sick, things like that. But point being, it's a special, special university. It's a special hockey program. Just like you said, it's rich in tradition and history. The players that have played there, the arena is timeless. I mean, the detail there is incredible. The student section is great. It's an NCHC, you know, program. Like it's, 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 it's awesome. And the player, I know a lot of those guys recruited some of them. They're damn good players. It's a really, really good, a really good team. It's just, you, you gotta be ready for it. Cause they feed off of that. It's their home. There's a lot of pride in Miami hockey. So we'll hit recharge. The guys will go back. They'll see their families. They'll see their friends. Hey, they're going to see their girlfriends, you know, all the stuff that you sacrifice when you're at school, when you're playing hockey at the division one level, they'll go back, they'll get that R and R they'll get that time to be people for a while, you know, and just have that, you know, that ability to do some of those things and not have the set schedule every day. And that's huge. Like you got to check out because when you check in, it's got to be all in. So we'll do those things. Uh, we'll send some workouts. Um, we told them the expectations, have your skates, get out, get out there wheel. So you're not, losing everything you know just get, get a couple things in so that you can stay somewhat um uh sharp to a certain degree and, and then when they come back we we have a game plan we're talking as a staff tomorrow um talking about some one-on-one -on -one, uh meetings with the guys just to keep them engaged give them some uh direction when they go back individually uh, what's best for the team and uh we'll get right back on the ice and we'll go after it and 
we'll be ready for Miami. So. I didn't think I'd hear anything differently, but um, <laughs> I, I got to ask you this too. Um, Mayotte's up there having uh, a nice, sweet old time up in Canada. Is he up there yet, or is he still in Michigan? No, he's there. They. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's up there yeah. having a sweet old time. Does anybody drop the puck better than Chris Mayotte? Yeah, he snaps. <laughs> he snaps that bad boy. That's for sure. They were. Uh, he, <laughs> I love that video they had of him. I was laughing. I did too. I <laughs> play it over and over again. Yeah, yeah. He's he sniped that one top corner too. Like he, uh, <laughs> it, it's got to be a little fun too because changing roles, like going there, being you know having your touches on different things. But uh, no, he's they they spent their. I think there was like three three four days or whatever in Michigan. And they they went right up there. They. They had their quarantine. He was in his room. He was actually a little under. He was under <laughs> oh the my goodness. Yeah, he he was under the weather there for the first uh, three four days. Could barely talk. So uh, I talked to Caden and Barico, our our uh, future goalie that's coming in, and he's like, "Yeah, he can't even talk out there with the boys." He's kind of <laughs> laughing. So, uh, but no, they're they're gearing up. I mean, this is going to be fun to see, and uh, I'm excited to see how USA does uh, after after last year's success. Okay, so we can assume that uh, Caden is signed, right? Because you were able to talk about him. Because we, okay. we, we don't want to, we don't want, we don't want to ask you any questions about him if you can't yeah. talk about him. Yep, he's uh, he's signed. And okay, I just I'll, wanted to I'll make sure. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's good to go. So we're he's one of those uh, that we're super excited about. Pretty cool too with the Colorado ties um, from right. his past. So there's we're, we're always excited about our current team. We're really excited about our future team. It's uh, it's part of the part of this job where you get to recruit and coach them. So it's, uh, it's exciting times. Okay. So, so let me ask you this. Um, coach Mayotte told me at the beginning of the year, I said, uh, how do you run your, your team? How do you run your practices? And he said, you know what? We practice hard and you and I, and, uh, and Stewie talked about this when I had you on uh, our little feature, but uh, he said, we work hard Monday through Thursday to see who gets to play Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And, and he said that's across the board. He said there's nobody, whether they have a letter on their uh, jersey or they're the starting goaltender or whatever, he said that's everybody across the board. You play Monday through Thursday, and then I'll tell you if you're good enough to play Friday and Saturday. Yeah. True? Absolutely. It is very true. And and how about Stu with a shout-out to uh, his former boss there, Woodcroft. <laughs> he and made get, me take that out. And then uh, get it, right? and, he yeah. made me take it out. That's that's why I'm bringing this up live on the podcast here. Like Mark, Mark Stewart, the big tough guy, got scared. This. Yeah, got scared for giving Woody a nice shout-out. So, you know, hey, I'll give a shout-out to Woody for, for getting Mark prepared for CC. So, um, oh, I love this. But he uh, – yeah, Stewie's the best, but um, yeah, the you're making me forget the question, but uh, we do, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. The if you see the decisions in the lineup, like even last game, we talked all of us, and we went four line six D. We didn't have any extra, and that was kind of a little bit of a maneuver to say, here's who's in, you know. And we had some guys that could have been in. There could have been an extra forward, an extra D, but we said this is who we're going with. This is where it is. Guys were in on Friday. There's, you know, guys that were out on Saturday. And those are the decisions we have to make. And that was based on practice results, work ethic, the whole thing, 100%. And there's no other way to do it. And you got to manage certain roles and certain things like that. But at the end of the day, you got to put the work in and you, you're going to make mistakes. But just like Mayo said, um, you will get the opportunity if you put it in and, and, you, and, you, and you show you show the results. So 
that's that's a, a a lot of how we've approached this. So. Okay, so you got another one, Paul? No, I just was going to ask him. I a lot of teams, and I've seen this over the years, uh, regardless of the level, um, don't really have a guy um, that can be a goalie whisperer, so to speak, because most of us have never gotten in front of those pucks, whether it's our roll of electrical tape or or <laughs> vulcanized rubber. Um, uh, if, if I'm not giving away my New York City roots. Um, uh, is, is, is an advantage for you guys the, the fact that not just your yourself, but the, your head coach is a goalie and and maybe you guys pick up things a little bit earlier than most? Well, Mayo and I would say absolutely. We're the smartest guys <laughs> in this thing. <laughs> like, I joke about that because then we've been coaching now uh, and we're like, if people would forget, when you, when you, you know, you take these roles on, you're working with forwards, D, different positions, you're like, it'd be the day they forget I was a goalie. Would be, would, it's kind of weird because you, you move on from that chapter in your life. And, you know, coaching, there's so many brilliant coaches that never even played high levels or whatever it is. So, like, that stuff, it, it helps. Personal experience helps without question. But you got to know, there's got to be a coaching uh, trait in you, you know. And there's so right. many fantastic coaches I've had. Uh, Derek Lalonde, quick shout out, Tampa Bay assistant. Uh, he's my guy. Uh, but, like, things like that, they, they're just brilliant guys that have coaching traits and they connect with the players. And... Uh, Mayo and I always joke about that. We're like the day they forget we were a goalie, you know, because it's like one of those <laughs> things you, you you forget about. But uh, I always joke around and say we actually sit facing the play with a full right. set with a full <laughs> set of gear. We know what's coming at us. We can prepare for it. Not like these other guys are running around just hitting each other, and you never know what's going to come next. So I do believe we are the smartest, and people can say whatever they want. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> There is something to say about that. It is really unique because you do see the play um, in front of you, you know, and you watch every position. So I've worked in with everything, the forward, power play, PK. So I'll always give them the perspective from each each viewpoint, you know, and, and I talk to our forwards all the time. Like, this is what the goalie is going to be doing. Like Hunter McCowan's goal. Right. I, I've been working hard just telling him over and over again, you got to get inside the dots because the goalie can square up on that dot <laughs> angle, and 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 I sh- him and many other forwards like they, we just do video with all the guys. Stewie's doing stuff with all the D. Every guy power play. You just try and keep finding triggers and showing where they need to get to get successful, and you just try and create that habit. And that's just one of them. It's credit to Hunter. Like I, you know, he had a shot the weekend before, and I showed it on Monday prior to this weekend where he went down, had a really nice chance against North Dakota, but he was outside the dots and uh, their goalie squared up as a nice save. And I said, <laughs> kind of nicely called him out. I said, get inside the dots because that's where you're going to score. So he said after the game, he goes, when I got that puck, all I thought about was get inside the dots, get inside <laughs> the dots. And, and it, it's like, it's cool though, because like that's him. He's taking a step and he's going to score more goals because in the position of the goaltender, you can square up to that dot angle pretty easily if they come to the inside it creates more of a threat puts more pressure there's a lot more options they can do and it throws you off because you're closer to the middle of the ice and that's a little bit of no man's land for a goalie because what is the next marker the center ice or the uh or the dot 
the corner dot. So when you get right. into the middle of that off the rush, it's a no man's land. So you can pick your corner and that's exactly what he did. So that's an example of stuff that Mayo's even talked about it too, about, you know, he was the goal. He was off his angle, watch him if his feet aren't set. So yes, I long winded, we can create and give you different examples because of uh, personal experience being goalies. So being smart. Let, let me follow that up because I've had a chance to watch, um, four different NCAA coaches that we cover in the coverage area. And I get a chance to go to practice and this and that. And uh, I'm not going to mention names, but um, I know there's one university where if you don't take those shots between the dots, um, you're in a lot of trouble. Uh, You can probably figure out which one it is, but um, I see a lot. And, and the reason I bring that up, Peter is uh, also from outside the dots, you can get a whistling shot that looks really good, but misses a net. And nine times out of ten, you know what it turns into? An odd man rush the other way. Yeah. And, uh, and I go to this one practice, and they are screaming all the time, you can't shoot it from there. You can't shoot it from there. <laughs> and I think it's more like we want you to have a better scoring opportunity, but the last thing we want you to do is set the opponent up on an odd man rush. Right. Uh, is that not talked about everywhere, or is it just that some teams do it better than others? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I would think it's talked about everywhere. You're always putting uh, a lot of emphasis on where you're shooting, how you're shooting, what that next setup is. I mean, potentially uh, a lot of these line rush opportunities are shots that are looking for rebounds. Like I just said, uh, ASU will look for a lot of uh, yep. you know, yep, just quick, quick shots to the net, things like that. So there's always a purpose, without a doubt. You know, there's times, uh, and I remember David Carl talking about this when I was in Des Moines, uh, he was playing at an opponent and it's like, sometimes you got to make that decision when to shoot and possess the puck a little more, because if you are throwing pucks around, you're kind of generating uh, scoring chances, but are they high quality scoring chances? Are you putting yourself in a good scoring position? So there's a lot of thoughts behind that. If it's a Penn state who shoots the puck from everywhere, or is it a team that possesses and tries to create a great ozone opportunities and then put themselves in a place to score? So there's a, there's a, there's a lot of work behind that to get guys um, in the best scoring position as possible and off the rush and in, in, in zone play, you want to get in between the dots. That's just a higher percentage of scoring. Absolutely. All right, final one for me, and I promise we'll let you go and get on your. No, you guys uh, are good. You your guys holiday, are good. <laughs> on your holiday break. Um, <laughs> um, hey, we got to get something more on that because this, you know, we're going to leave Stewie out of it because we already explained that you being the smartest, being the goaltender coach, that's why you were number one behind the bench, and Stewie <laughs> was on the side. Uh, he's going to kill me. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, um, he, if I could say he, it total. <laughs> Total team effort, though. Like from, I know it is from from, I, from Stu to Chris Demcha, Cam, uh, Matt from afar. You know, like we're you need you need a, an army. You need an army. So like exactly, you know how it is. So yeah, I, I just had to give him a bad time. But um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, give us a good Mayotte story that maybe we haven't heard. Uh, I told you oh. uh, when we had our uh, when we had our uh, little visit, uh, you, me, and Stewie. I said. Um, my co-host says he doesn't even have to wait to hear what Mayotte's comments are going to be after game. He can just look at his face and yeah. know know how he feels. Yeah. He doesn't have to utter a word. Uh, but give us a give us a good Mayotte story since he got to CC um, on or off the ice. I don't care. There's something good. Um, I don't know. He's uh... has he got a house yet? Let's start with that. 
Oh yeah, yeah. His uh, his wife runs this show pretty good. There's no question. Uh, Julie, uh, they they're in um, a nice spot. Like it was, it was crazy for all of us. I mean, you guys know how the housing market. Know. Is. Yeah, oh, that's so, crazy this time of year too. Oh my goodness. So yeah, he um, he's got a really good spot, and um, I know they're happy where they are. It was it was a lot of work, and I think she had pretty good influence saying like this this is where we're gonna be, and he was like, okay, we're gonna. We'll pay that price to get to that area, you know, and right. I, I can't give too many details, but yeah, that's, that's okay. That's where he is. And, uh, so, uh, but no, I, I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of fun stories, uh, from his past and stuff, but there's my, my favorite is just, you got to pull his picture up when he played junior hockey and he went with bleach, <laughs> bleach blonde hair. Yes. And that's, that's like the best picture of Mayo is, this blonde hairdo and it just speaks of his past the the wild man past of chris mayotte you know uh, just hilarious but no like you, like you told me before you guys all want his metabolism because you can eat anything oh, can't gain an ounce can he it's crazy it's crazy i'm i mean Stu and i every day are like checking our belt lines and we're like oh my gosh like <laughs> What, what we need this weight room because we're waiting for the uh, equipment to finish off, right? And we, we're using that as a, and I will be honest, it's an excuse right now. Like it is for sure an excuse, right? <laughs> but, but Mayo, like he shrinks every day. And I'm like, I'm like, guy, like, what are you doing? What are you eating? Like, what pills do you take? You know? Yeah, we so, all want to know that. Yeah, I know. So, but uh, someone's got to be skinny on staff. And then you got the machine, Stuart, and I kind of like teeter totter. So, <laughs> yin and yang, I guess, right? <laughs> so, oh, Peter, we appreciate the time. Um, uh, it's so great to meet you in person and I get a chance to visit. So, you'll see me hanging around the uh, at the Ed Robeson Arena quite a bit uh, down the road, especially now that I'm just about 30 miles from here, 40 miles, whatever it is. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. So you'll see me a lot. Thanks again for the time. Enjoy the holiday season. Have a great uh, Merry Christmas. And uh, are you really going to Breckenridge? <laughs> I, you know, uh, I'd like to. I, we, we actually talked about that tonight a little bit. So we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe get away for a night or two. It's just good a little change go. up. Of course. We're, we're, we're staying in the Springs for uh, my mom's coming in town. My sister lives nice. here. So. Oh, nice. We, yeah, maybe a little change up. But, Who's uh, making the big ziti, coach? We just had that tonight. My wife there just you go. There you go. Look at that. There you go. Look at that. So. Don't, let the, don't let the last name fool you. I'm here on Long Island. You know what it's like here. I, have you ever been to uh have you ever been to Bocce right next to the uh Nassau Coliseum? I have not because um I, I've obviously I've been to the Nassau Coliseum. Yeah. Um yeah. but uh, uh usually uh, places that are any place that anybody would want to go don't usually let me in. So, um, <laughs> well, I'm, Peter, just, I, I'm I, just I telling you, you gotta go. Right. I I used to. Um, I got some fun stories about my time with the Islanders. Just oh, being, well, we'll have you on, especially maybe uh, during the summer and get yes. those because I like those. Oh, you will like uh, drive yes. up and then drive back, drive up, drive back. Like it was, it was a lot of fun. But anyway, that was right next door, so I back up for the game for the Islanders. I'd pack my stuff up. I'd go to Bocce. I would eat, drive to Bridgeport, and then I'd practice and then drive right back the next day. But Bocce, Bocce's a really, really solid Italian restaurant. I'll leave it at that. That's cool. 
Well, you, you know, uh, Paul Paul knows a lot about number 10 that plays for you, and I thought he might have been one of your best players on the weekend. I thought he was yeah. a machine all over the ice, but yeah. uh, Paul's been to his dad's uh, uh, ice shop or pro shop or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's, no, uh, there's some connections all over. I'm glad you brought him up. Yeah, Cause has been – and I told him this after – even the North Dakota weekend, that line has been a driving, oh, yeah, flying, haven't they? And they deserve every time he's getting those chances on set. I was like, I kept saying loud in front of the guys, he deserves it. Give him one, give him one, you know. And <laughs> and Proe hit the post. I mean, those guys are cause and Proe were first up on the PK, like, uh, and, and 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 all the guys do. But I'm glad you brought him up because Kaza, he's been a, a silent unsung hero without question. So, you know, from the press box, I'll tell you real quick how I can tell uh, who's influencing the game because I take a lot of pictures and I throw a lot of them away. But uh, the guys that keep popping up on my screen are telling me they're in the action, right? Because my camera goes where the action is. And uh, number 10 kept popping up all over the place. So I know he was all over the ice. But uh, our thanks again to to you to uh, spend some time with us because uh, Paul and I just love talking hockey and we love having people that – can chat it up with us so thanks again good good luck the rest of the way and uh, certainly congratulations on that big win tell stewie he deserves a little bit of it too so if there's a puck cut it in half do something yeah <laughs> we, we got to get him to work hard for a little bit and then we'll give him a piece <laughs> of that puck but no guys thanks a lot for having thanks, me on and, and thanks for all the coverage we, we really appreciate it. anything you guys need going forward let us know just beginning my friend just beginning sounds good all right, that's Peter Menino, the assistant coach at Colorado College. Paul and I will be right back to uh, wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Live in about two minutes. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery.
Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? Southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player, or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, and we're back. This indeed is College Hockey Southwest Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado. The beautiful Drury Inn and Suites uh, just off of I-25 and Dry Creek Road. If you get a chance, you're looking for a place to stay, folks. This is the only place to stay in the Denver area. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein on a beautiful long Island, New York. And Paul, you know the drill. Every time we have a guest on, uh, it's time to uh, to see what you heard versus what I heard. Well, what I heard is I want to hear all these uh, Islander stories when... Uh, <laughs> He'll come back on. I'll <laughs> we'll get, get him back those. on for that. We'll, we'll get him. That's a <laughs> uh, no, it's just... It it just gives you a chance to, to, to get a feel for what they're he's you know that that they're bringing to the CC program. Okay, it's 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 just a, um, you know, you you feel like you're at the beginning of something. Which is weird to say for an eighty-three year old program, but you feel <laughs> right. like this is a new program, a new almost like. I don't know if the, getting the feel and the excitement of kind of an expansion team like. Paul, can I tell you? Can I tell you if you had a chance to walk through Ed Ropes and Arena, you're, and you're going to say the same thing about Arizona State? That that's going to breathe new blood into the Arizona State program when they get that new building. Because when you walk down the halls and you see the tradition, and I know Arizona State doesn't have a big tradition, but they do have a tradition. They started. Uh, they made a tournament. Uh, they should have made uh, a second tournament. To me, yeah. yeah, I know. But but when you see the pitchfork and you see the colors, um, and you walk through that. That that's something that's going to infuse energy into Arizona State, like it's doing right now for Colorado College. Yeah, I mean, it's just, um, and and like I said, it, you know, I've, this weekend, notwithstanding, or at least some of it, notwithstanding, it's 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 fun to watch, and 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 besides the fact that 
you know, we're not going to get into uh, you signing a new NL uh, national letter of intent because I have a feeling they're they're not looking to recruit you. Um, <laughs> I'll keep signing it though. I'm telling you, every time I talk to Mayotte and now Peter, uh, I'll sign it, and, and Stewie's going to be next on our list. You know, so yeah, because he well, you know, we're, we're going to end up having to give him equal time, right? Oh, he's going to take me down. We don't want to get him angry. He's, he's, a, he's a little on the big side. So we don't really. And if he's lifted tree trunks, I mean, you know. Um, but no, it's 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 like I said, it's fun to to get um, on the ground floor, so to speak. And, you know, looking forward to continuing uh, to watch and and. It's 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 going to be, um, you know, it's fun because I said it's 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 a challenge to watch because they're going to play these teams just about every week, and you've seen it just from day one, right? Where they were in the, to to open the season, and, yeah. and and where they are now. Oh yeah, I see that schedule all the way down, and I'm going like, oh goodness gracious. Um, but there, there's moments, Paul, they've been in every game, but there's yeah. moments where you can see them just getting ready to explode. I saw that 8-1 game against the Air Force where they just had confidence beyond belief. I saw it Saturday night uh, in the third period. I, I actually saw it in the second period because I, I don't know if Ben Cross was just off his game or what the deal was, but uh, those two goals that, that uh, Colorado College got quickly, that was a, the propelling of them into that third period. And I just love that term, and I swear to God, I've been thinking about it since last night, advancing pucks. And, and here's why I say that, because when I coached junior varsity um, high school hockey, I kept teaching the guys, see this blue line on each end of the ice? That's your friend. Either cross it in the offensive zone and stay on that side of it, or keep the puck outside of that blue line on the defensive zone and make the other team start over. And it's amazing how many kids I see playing hockey at every level that can't just push the puck ahead five feet to make the other team start over. And that's Uh, what it is. It's advancing pucks. And that, man, I mean, if Colorado College continues to advance pucks, they're going to continue to advance up the win chart as well. Yeah, I mean, and if it's not, like I said, it may not be this year, but it's going to happen. Oh yeah, for sure, and and they got a uh, they got a schedule coming up that that's going to be good for them. I think going to Miami, then they get Western at home, then they do that split that. thing with Denver, and then they get Omaha at home, who you know is going to be looking for blood. Uh, then they go to Grand Forks, then they get Miami at home, and then they go to St. Cloud, and then they finish with that split weekend with Denver. Oh my goodness, I mean, could you ask for more? Uh, I'm just looking at the schedule going. Like, I want to watch all of these games and I can't. <laughs> well, you know, um, you know, you, you, somebody's got to do that. And you, know, and, and, and you have a lot of screens. <laughs> well, I have enough screens anyway. It's, it, it's not as, listen, I don't know how, I don't know how Michael does it. He keeps track of, of four games at one time on, on a, on a small screen. It's, it's, <laughs> um, and you're talking Michael Weissman, the uh, yes. the um, associate commissioner if, of the NCHC. Yeah, if they're on televisions and big screens, I I, I can do that. 
it, it is still an adjustment to watch four or five games at one time. You know, when we first started doing this, it was easy. I just had to concentrate on the ASU stuff. Right. Um, but to watch like four or five of these games on little screens, I'm still making that adjustment. Um, you know, I, 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 I get stuck here in my basement and you, you know, you get the red <laughs> carpets and, you know. Uh, well, if you need help, Vision Works does a great job getting glasses. Although I will say I was a little bit frustrated because Colorado College has their policy of mandatory mask uh, unless you're eating or drinking. So uh, I spent a lot of time with my glasses next to me because uh, they were fogging up. So, uh, But when I did put them on, I could see numbers and pucks really good. Wow. <laughs> Well, well that that that's going to help both of us because you know now you'll be able to know what you're talking about. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, let me round it out with Peter Menino. Um, it, hockey is like no other, Paul. I mean, I've been around. You've been around a lot of other sports. You don't get this kind of access um, w- with uh, any other sport than you do with college hockey, uh, even NC uh, NHL and AHL hockey. But guys are so down to earth. They never forget where they came from. He's talking about Bridgeport and going back and forth with the Islanders. Um, I mean, they, they just never, ever forget it. And when you walk them through, uh, through a building and somebody sees you and says, hey, you know, and you look up and you go, oh, that's a former NHLer. Um, that just doesn't happen. Major League Baseball players don't do that. NBA players don't do that. And I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying that, that uh, NHL players and former NHL players – are just a different breed. And when they get over to college, you can see their enthusiasm. I mean, he's already jacked up for January 7th, and I'm going like, just go to Breckenridge and spend a couple of days in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I mean, I understand the, the need for a break. There is no doubt about that. Um, and, you know, the schedule's nice to them. They get, what, three weeks here? So Yeah, just about, just about. Yeah, so you can, even, even though... Coaches don't really get time off. There's always something they have to do. Um, and it's, it's a nice little break to for them to get recharged because you know that the minute he gets to wherever he's, you know, to, to Breckenridge, that he'll get a text message from somebody saying, hey, coach. <laughs> probably Mayotte. <laughs> just, yeah, probably Mayotte. I mean. But I wasn't even I wasn't even including him. I just yeah, figured that, I know. You know recruiting is twelve months a year now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we certainly appreciate Peter coming on. Uh, uh, not a lot of hockey going on this week. None actually. Um, and then on the uh, the last uh, day of uh, the twenty twenty one calendar year, um, there's some games going on because. Uh, Denver's going to host uh, Alaska Fairbanks on the 31st right. and 1st. Right. And the ASU is going to get a game on the 1st and 2nd against Cornell, which, by the way, have now become huge hockey games. Actually, every game from this point out has become a huge hockey game for Arizona State, which stands at 10-10-0 and, by my book, needs 13 more wins if they want to uh, uh, enter the NCAA one. tournament. you got to get one. We act, there actually are more games um... – before uh, New Year's Eve Day, uh, you got a couple. Yeah, just of... just talking about our coverage area, but oh, all right. yeah, well, there's there's other ones. There's there's a big one going on in uh, Michigan, right? Well, you've got the holiday face-off in Milwaukee, and you have the Great At Lakes. The Five Series Center. That's where Arizona State was supposed to have been last year. Last year, yeah. And you have the Great Lakes Invitational uh, going on. You have uh, 
some non-conference games going on that week and, and another tournament in uh, New Hampshire. So uh, you do have some between Christmas Day and New Year's Day. So that'll be good. Um, I also want to mention we didn't get to the Super 16 this week. Uh, we have it. Change. You've done it. It hasn't changed. Um, but if you want to see it, it'll be up uh, online tomorrow. Uh, on our social medias, but uh, I thought it was important to get Peter in and give him as much time as we possibly could. I also wanted to get in uh, the loss of Matt shot because I don't think people around the country uh, realize how much time that man put in uh, at Arizona at the youth levels. Um, And uh, I just hope uh, that the Arizona Coyotes do him justice and, uh, and do something nice for the family because uh, he lost his dad uh, six, seven years ago. Um, to uh, lung cancer, about a 14-month battle. And now he passes away from cancer. And it's just uh, his mom, Shelly, and his brother, uh, Trevor, uh, left in the family, the Shot family. So uh, all big names in the, in the state of Arizona. And, Matt, all we can say is rest in peace, my friend. And uh, thank you for everything you did for Arizona hockey and hockey in general. Yeah, well, like I said, I, I was not fortunate enough to know him. Um, but – I. The, the other struggles I, I obviously know and um, you know it's just uh, it's just one day it's got to go away it's just, uh, yeah, absolutely just keep just keep fighting that's why we do hockey uh, fights cancer every year and that's why uh, people keep working on it there, there's going to be a solution at some point in some time yeah so but uh, you know my condolences to the families and uh, to try and end this on a positive note, uh, we did announce this week that uh, Robert Morris will be back in 23-24. That is really good news. And uh, like I said, I think think three months down the road, Lindenwood's going to make a decision one way or the other. Who? Exactly. Um, And hopefully we'll get uh, somebody on from there in the next week or two to talk about how that went and uh and we also have to dig into josh morton up at augustana and find out what their plans are i know he was yeah. down at colorado college um maybe thinking of a matchup in in 2023 with the tigers okay i'm down with that i'm i'm i'm, I'm okay with that that's cool that's an that'll be an, we're we're very excited about that yeah, for sure. And uh, I will shout out real quickly. The Sunday special is up as well. Uh, my feature at the uh, North American Hockey League in Albuquerque, New Mexico. A uh, big thank you to the uh, New Mexico Ice Wolves for bringing us in and giving us a lot of their time, a lot more than I deserve, to be honest with you. But they, they were fantastic. And uh, the Null is definitely coming. At least two teams of the Null is coming to Ice Time Hockey Southwest with El Paso and Albuquerque in the very near future. So uh, big thank you to them for that. Um, I, I will tell you as well, uh, if you're looking ahead, there's a guy that uh, had a pretty good performance for um, the New Mexico Ice Wolves. Alex Gomez is going to be in uh, Alaska Anchorage Sea Wolf, and they are going to open their season next year in Colorado Springs, and he's from Parker, Colorado. So it all ties in. Just keep yeah, your eye on number waiting. 74, Alex Gomez. He is a star in the making. Take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the Ice Time Hockey, SW.com Network is brought to you by Burrito Express. 
homemade taste takeout speed six east valley locations go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you behind the mask whether you use blades or wheels whatever your hockey needs are see our three valley locations or behind the mask.com jesse ray's barbecue in las vegas the best in barbecue las vegas style and now available at our new spot at all allegiant stadium events for the nchc and nchc.tv Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. By Boost Mobile, bring your current phone to any location and learn how to get a new SIM card free when you switch to Boost Mobile. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casino, worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey, Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my uh, friend. We will say uh, good night and a big thank you again to the assistant coach for Colorado College, Peter Menino. I also want to shout out the uh, fantastic uh, SID at Colorado College, Jerry Cross, for uh, always, and I mean always, uh, answering everything that I ask and providing whatever he can, uh, even on short notice. Um, doesn't get any better than that. I know there's a lot of great ones out there, but man, oh, man, Jerry Cross stands out. So, Jerry, thank you so much. Uh, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro, and have a happy and Merry Christmas. Uh, if you don't uh, tune in to us on Tuesday night, Paul and I will be back uh, one more show before Christmas. Good, Good night, night, everybody.